Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Where's the brain capacity to do tricky math? Stressed? Overlap between dyscalculia and dyslexia? Teacher's understanding of dyscalculia and dyscalculia defined. This is our podcast for week 45 in 2018 and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of dyscalculiaservices.com and she's going to help us look at the links that were provided on our website this week, dyscalculiaheadlines.com. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, thank you for uh, having me again this yes, week. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. The, uh, the links are interesting. That first link is intriguing. Where in the brain do we actually do that tricky math? Can you help us figure that out? Well, it's actually not one uh, exact spot. And, and we, we all know that the brain is a really complex place. And I believe that uh, research will continue for quite some time. Uh, to find out exactly how and where everything is is located. Right. Now, some theories uh, suggest that the math components come from very old brain circuits for number and space, and other theories state that they are actually based in language competence. Okay. Now, to find out what brain systems support higher mathematics, the researchers um, did a lot of uh, brain scanning with... Um, professional mathematicians and non-mathematicians. Okay. <laughs> now, but from similar academic level, okay. uh, as they had to evaluate the truth of, say, advanced mathematical, non-mathematical statements. So this is more logic. Okay, so they would they would give them a mathematical statement to like a, a math pro and, a, and like a sociologist. Yes, is this, is this uh, true? Okay. Does this sound reasonable or not? Okay. Now, for the ma- professional mathematicians, mm-hmm. only the mathematical statements, whether we're doing in algebra, or analysis, topology, geometry, mm-hmm. all kinds of things, right. activated a reproducible set of bilateral, so, so really on both sides of the brain, mm-hmm. frontal, interparietal, ventrolateral, temporal regions. So there are many regions that work together to do this uh, high-level uh, math. Okay. Now, crucially, um, they were not using uh, areas related to language. Okay. Or to uh, general knowledge, uh, knowledge uh, semantics. Okay. But uh, more so, their mathematical judgments were uh, related to an amplification of the brain activity that that um, or those sites that were activated by numbers and formulas in non-mathematicians with corresponding reduction in uh, nearby uh, nearby place responses. Okay. So this evidence actually points to that higher level mathematical expertise and basic number sense share common roots and that those common roots for doing both um, regular level and higher level math are not in the linguistic brain circuit. Okay. So it's definitely, it's definitely something a, else. A different, different yeah. part of your brain where you're doing it. I, I guess that has implications for how you remediate it and, and how you work with them, uh, probably. 
Exactly. That is interesting to know. Okay. The um, Now, the next link, uh, and I think that's a very important one, uh, it's called stressed. And, um, and that's about uh, understood. Um, and they have, they have an article about how to help your child manage stress. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. Huh, it's, it's absolutely crucial that yeah. we understand the huge influence that stress has on uh, the learning brain, um, both for, uh, for younger children and also for adults. Right. So this is, this is really a very good article. It's at the Understood website. We've referred to them uh, more often. And uh, this um, link uh, gives you several tips to help um, school children to manage their uh, stress. Now, for example, some children with learning disabilities are not even always aware um, that they have stress and that is (coughs) negatively influencing their their learning. Now, uh, if they are not aware of it, but you see it as a tutor or teacher or parent, uh, sometimes you have to distract them uh, <laughs> uh, with some something else, talking about a different uh, mm-hmm. topic or a different activity, uh, or talk about their feelings so they can let it out, uh, being non-judgmental, or help them to, to create a mantra to use if they do realize that they have stress. Something like, I can do it when I, I try it, it or stick yeah. stick with the task or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I work at one school and they have the mantra and it's challenge accepted. I think it's a wonderful mantra. Yeah, I can definitely good, um, yeah, use that one. And uh, the kids can repeat that, uh, say it to themselves. Even that is a distraction from the stress at that moment. And it's something that they're familiar with. And that also gives some more uh, rest and confidence. So I can only say, um, please read the, uh, the article. It's a great help. And, um, and it's, uh, it's very clearly written also. Yeah. The, uh, the next link was... <laughs> It, it was, I mean, it's tragic, but it, but it was funny when I read it. And this is about a mother, the overlap between dyslexia and dyscalculia. And apparently her, her kids have uh, dyslexia. And then, and then suddenly she figures out, whoops, now they also have dyscalculia. Yes, yes, yeah. That, that happens really often. And, and there is indeed a large overlap. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that from research between dyslexia and dyscalculia and, and vice versa. And um, most of the, um, the articles uh, cite numbers like 40, 45% of um, overlap. Uh, this article uh, puts it between 20 and 60%. That's so that's kind margin. of a broad yeah, mar- margin. That one. Yeah. That's, that's safe. And, and the story in this link is about, uh, like you said, a mother who finds out that her dyslexic children now also have dyscalculia. And she believes that it's really no surprise that uh, more kids with dyslexia also struggle with writing. And and so that's called now dysgraphia organization, the executive function and math. And Mm -hmm. and that is the dyscalculia. Now students with dyslexia, dysgraphia and dyscalculia can also have uh, similar underlying uh, weaknesses in their uh, brain abilities in, in, in the areas for 
uh, auditory processing, visual processing, um, working memory is a very important mm -hmm. uh, ability that, uh, that springs to mind here. And then the executive functions, you already mentioned that, um, the ADD, ADHD um, uh, symptoms. So yes, there are challenges. Many challenges, a good diagnosis is essential, and uh, that is something you need to be able to make sure the students get the support uh, they need. We're talking to Dr. Scherner, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com, and we're looking at the links provided on the website DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. The, uh, the next link, yeah, that's interesting, uh, the teacher's understanding of DiscoCulia. How bad is it? Do we know? Well, this is this is um, an issue, obviously, and we shouldn't underestimate the um, long list of areas that we expect uh, that teachers are knowledgeable about. Um, but certainly, this is this is uh, obviously very close to my heart. Uh, this is a story about a third-year um, bachelor of education student specializing in primary mathematics education and they were at the University of Plymouth and uh, researching teachers ideas of how they support children with dyscalculia and analyzing teachers understanding of what dyscalculia is. Fantastic that they are looking into that. So they were looking for as many teachers as possible to, to participate. I will follow them to see what conclusions they arrive at. I have my own ideas about it, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm, I'm so happy that uh, this is now being uh, more in the spotlight and that the, um, the teachers' education uh, institutions are, are, are taking action and I want to, uh, to include this because it's a very important topic. Absolutely. So our, um, our last link for the week, and uh, I think it's related, um, it says Discoculia Defined. So do we have the ultimate definition now of Discoculia? Have we unraveled it? Well, it's, it's obviously still a work in progress. This is a relatively new uh, field of research. And um, I always like to quote Daniel Ansari uh, on this because he has a very nice, uh, nice short sentence uh, that I picked up once. And he says, this math learning disability is nearly as common as dyslexia. However, it's studied far less, understood far worse and diagnosed inconsistently. And I so much um, agree with that. I actually uh, used it uh, during a presentation last week at the um, Dyslexia Institute here in Houston uh, because it is it is still not enough out there. We we still have a lot of do, uh, work to do raising awareness for dyscalculia. Now, uh, Daniel Ansari refers to various definitions that are going around and that makes it quite difficult to pinpoint what dyscalculia actually is. Now, on this moment, the British Dyslexia Association uh, has a Dyscalculia Math Difficulties Committee and they are working on a definition of dyscalculia that can be uh, easily accessible and, and, uh, and helpful. Okay. Now, uh, what they came up with uh, is, uh, let me quote this here, 
Developmental dyscalculia is a specific and persistent difficulty in understanding arithmetic and basic number sense. It may also affect retrieval of number facts and key procedures, fluent calculation, and interpreting numerical information. It is diverse in character and occurs across all ages and abilities. Dyscalculia is an unexpected difficulty in math that cannot be explained by external factors. That is a very good uh, description. That's a good working uh, definition. And, and um, if, you, um, if you look at this, it is clear that the mathematics difficulties are a continuum. It's not a distinct category with dyscalculia at the extreme end of this con uh, continuum. It should be expected that developmental dyscalculia um, is different from general math difficulties. Um, not only the severity is, uh, is obviously uh, difficult, um, and there are um, various symbolic and non-symbolic magnitude uh, issues that, mm -hmm. that play right. in sense they here. Play a role there. Then obviously we have the number sense and the subitizing. Now uh, these are these are basic um, numerical abilities that you can test fairly early and uh, that can be remediated but one of the um, in my view significant differences between students who are bad at math and those who have uh, the more deeper neurological issue with developmental dyscalculia, that the remediation uh, needs to be more intense right. and uh, is um, longer for duration. It's longer time. Yeah. Right. So what you're actually doing is um, judging what level of scaffolding they need to become successful and those kids who have a need for the highest level of one-on-one -on -one help and scaffolding those are the kids that we call uh, developmental uh, dyscalculics now um, I, I had to read this whole uh, a quote because I uh, I yeah. cannot recite yeah. it from uh, yeah. from memory yeah. and also no, it's not something that's like easily uh, memorable but if, no once but you read it it does make sense it it, it does make sense and it I does. I definitely want to make sure that I said it exactly as they have written it because it's clear yes. that they have put in a lot of a effort lot of to describe this yeah. as as uh, yeah. well, clearly as possible website. people yeah. need to absolutely go there and then you know if nothing else use this for now. It's, uh, it's a very good uh, working uh, definition. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder. Those were all the links that I have for you this week. Uh, Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com. And you can follow her on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Pinterest and Flipboard. And lately, she's also on Instagram. Yes. So uh, she also runs five free webinars and all the information about that is at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Now, if you want to know if you have discoculia, you can do the free discoculia screener on her website, discoculiaservice.com, or you can do a more comprehensive map and discoculia screening test at discoculiatesting.com. Dr. Schroeder is on a mission to increase the number of discoculia tutors and has developed a whole online course for that. 
for teachers and other interested people who want to become a DiscoCulia tutor. You can find all the information about that at DiscoCuliaTutor.org. DiscoCulia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoCuliaHead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for DiscoCulia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.